no faces. No faces. Hi. Is it on? It's on, yeah. We're ready oh, to go. Okay. Are you uncomfortable yet? Yes. Me too. Okay, welcome back to the show. It's been we've been on a long hiatus. Very long. Very long for numerous reasons, those reasons being you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Okay. And also me. All right. most, mostly you. Okay. So if there's anyone to blame. It's me. Yes. Okay. Whenever we have this is my girlfriend Sarah, in case this is your first show. Um, actually, Hi. technically, you're my fiance. <gasps> yeah. Does it feel any different? Yeah. It does? It feels hoity. <laughs> fiance. Hoity. Yeah, it's a hoity toity. Oh. We should walk around everywhere we go saying that, oh, fiance, would you like to buy some butter when we're at the grocery store? Well, fiance, I like, you can't believe it's not butter. Salted or unsalted, fiance. Oh, I'm already sick of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already sick of us. Okay, so do you want to, I don't know where to start. I feel like we have a lot of ground to cover here. Um, inevitably, when you're on, we talk about your fertility or your lack thereof. Oh, Your barren yeah. wasteland. Oh, That is okay. your reproductive system. Uh-huh. Do you want to talk about that first, or do you want to talk about oh. the very romantic proposal? That the proposal. Because okay. normal people do that first. Right. <laughs> Their kids are born on the right side of the sheets. That's what they call that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I've already discussed uh, how talking to your parents about asking for your hand in marriage, that kind of stuff. I've talked about that. We've covered that. That would be fine. That would be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have any insight on your parents' reaction? Well, I think it's hilarious because ever since you've said that, I noticed they say that would be fine for, like, everything. You know, like, I'll text my mom something, and she'd be like, that would be fine. Right? (laughs) And then uh, we were talking about something else. I don't even remember. Uh, Oh, that's fine. So it's like, no matter what, if it's a great thing or just a little tiny thing, they're very monotone about it. Everything's quite fine. Okay. And uh, I know that when they disapprove of things, they sit me down and have a a talk with me. They always have. Did they sit you down and have a talk with you? No, they didn't. They didn't. Okay. Because it's fine. So. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Because to me, that would be fine is reserved for, do you want pizza for supper? That would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, do I have your permission to spend the rest of my life with your child? That also would be fine. Okay. I'd like to ask Sarah to marry me. How do you feel about that? Fine. <laughs> okay. Well, we've covered that then. So that's, that's great. So I that's mean, how that know, went. That's all right. It's okay. I mean, I don't know what I what posi- what I had imagined in my mind to take place. Like, I didn't. I don't know. I guess I expected more of like a growing pains sitcom reaction to them from them. Yeah. With my, but keep in mind, I'm also really fucking weird, right? So, yeah. You probably gave off your weirdo vibes, and then just, they were like, uh, f- "Fine, uh, uh, you're weird. Uh, get Does out she of have my any kitchen." Other options. It wasn't even in the kitchen. It was in the front step. The front foyer. entrance. Was the door open still with the cold air at your I, back? I had one hand on the doorknob <laughs> and the other hand on Malcolm's hood. Just in case things went bad, I could pull him out of there and leave quickly. Uh, okay. So um, I think much like everybody who's about, I don't, you've never been in the proposee or pr- proposer position. Right. You've only been the proposee. But the pro- well, proposer. The one time, yeah. Well, I mean, you've yeah. had several. Okay. What? Come again. No, you're the only person who's ever proposed to me. Proposed marriage? Right. Oh, okay. I'd like to propose a lot of things, actually. I oh, okay. I'm start proposing a lot of things to get more practice. I should I have I propose that. we... Uh, sell this house. Yeah. No. Oh. No, that was a trick. No, no, no. Oh. Okay, focus. 
So I had envisioned a lot of things that I perhaps could have done, but do you, I guess we should talk about what actually did happen, not what I wish I could have done. Right. It's too late now. Well, it was perfect. Okay, tell me about it. Tell For me about my... how perfect I am. Don't stop. Don't stop. Okay, well, I guess we do have to talk that I, was, I wasn't feeling very well. We were in France together with my parents and Malcolm. Very romantic. Very romantic with the, <laughs> with the now in-laws. Um, traveling for two weeks, and it was like the day before we were flying home to Winnipeg. Yes. And uh, I hadn't been feeling well for a few days. I kept having the chills, going to bed really early, feeling pretty nauseous, not eating well. So... Um, it, but we decided we had to, because of Malcolm's allergies, we had to go to the grocery store to buy him some food for the flight home. And because uh, Air France sucks and pretends like they have <laughs> allergen-free food when they don't actually have any. So uh, we were at this French supermarket, and we had already just bought our groceries. And there, uh, some Americans were there, and they were I could just hear them talking loudly, you know, because when people don't understand your language, if you talk louder, it's helpful. And slowly. <laughs> Everyone does that. It's kind of funny. But they were like, peanut butter, peanut. And then they start, like, hand is bread with oh. other hand knife, you know, mimicking, miming peanut butter. And all these French uh, cashiers are like, hein? Huh? Quoi? Pardon? They don't know what they were saying. Very confused. They start looking at each other. And I realize what's happening. So I started translating for them. And then it was sort of like, oh, okay, peanut butter, gotcha. And then it was like, do we have peanut butter? You know, because <laughs> they don't carry that very often. Um, and finally, the security guard was like, yeah, we have peanut butter over there. And he starts waving at them. And these poor... <laughs> But couple they it. they didn't understand so I was like I'll go with you I'll help you so I went and got them the peanut butter and the guard and every everyone was smiling and it was just like I felt like oh that was nice you know a nice little feel-good moment I helped some people find their peanut butter and they said they were traveling with kids and the kids really needed the peanut butter and I was like I understand so anyway we left the grocery store and I had you know I, I was like oh well Active kindness yeah. sort of thing. And then I look over at you, and you linked your arm into mine, and you just, you looked at me with the lovey-doveys, like, <laughs> you were so proud of me, and, like, just that you thought, well, that was nice, you know? And I, so I was like, oh, well, aren't we nice, and everything's just so nice, and we're in Paris, and it's just lovely and nice. And then what did you say to me? Oh, I hate myself so much. I, how I remember that moment is I was doing everything in my power not to cry. I was very um, overcome, because I knew what was going to happen, but you didn't really know what was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I found peanut butter. <laughs> but it was, just like, it was just like one example of many where a lot of other people would have been like, well, that's their fucking problem. But I knew that you had the power to help them, and you could have been like, well, that's their fucking problem. I'm sick, my feet hurt, I'm tired, I haven't slept in three days very well. And uh, you could have. You could have just walked away from the whole situation. You didn't. You turned around. You got involved. You solved the problem. Everyone left happy. <laughs> and th yet another wonderful story about a helpful uh, Canadian person in France, right? And uh, I just, I don't know. I was trying not to cry because I knew that uh, in approximately three to four minutes, because we were out of time. There was no more And we were alone. We weren't with my parents. Yeah. So... Yeah, so when you look down and you see the lovey-dovey look, I'm like, <laughs> I just, I want to ruin the rest of the 
rest of your life. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I, I was sort of like, why is she so proud of me for peanut butter? But no, I wasn't just peanut butter. So then, okay, in my okay, this is what I did say to you. I said, do you want to get married someday? Now, just hang on, okay? Because in my mind, I have said, will you marry me? No less than 500 times in that two-week span. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? <laughs> what comes out? Do you want to get married someday? <laughs> and you're like, what did you say? I think I was kind of surprised. I was like, well, yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Like, we've talked about it before. Yeah, I do. And I was like, <laughs> and I think there was a pause. And I was like, like, are you asking me right now? <laughs> And I think you just said, yeah, I am. Right? That's, yeah, I think yeah. that was it. Sure. And then I was like, okay, uh, let's do that. Okay. Right. And then we just kept walking on this lovely cobblestone street, like super uneven, like hard to walk on, nice cobblestone street in Paris and arm in arm linked. And it was perfect because um, I've always not been the one that, thought oh down on one knee or like some ridiculous scavenger hunt to find the ring you know like sort of these massive proposals or like a hot air balloon ride or something <laughs> do you know what I mean like those are my nightmare so I just thought this was wonderful okay that's <laughs> it, it was a little confusing yeah. at first but then when I realized what happened <laughs> but it's coming from me so yeah something's going to go wrong it was perfect for us right yeah. so it's you know me so well her goes with the, the road that we travel. It just Yeah. That's always the best. So I really liked it. Okay. And then we got back to our apartment in France, and uh, you had a loner ring for me. I didn't even use it. I skeeved the lady out that let me borrow it, and I didn't even use it. Like, I, I had different intentions. I was trying to get to the Eiffel Tower at night. Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. And then there would have been me and, like, six or seven hundred other men, you know, Pro Down proposing. on one knee proposing. Yeah, so... That didn't pan out, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I remember we had gone to a museum because it was open late and we were on our own and my mom's going to put Malcolm to bed and it was perfect. And then I started getting like the chills again and feeling really nauseous. So you were like, you were like, really? We can't go to the Eiffel Tower at night? And I was like, oh, I'm going to puke. <laughs> so you let me just go home, which I appreciated. Um, yeah, so I like I like the story much better. Well, I think it's good. It, it, it's, I think good. I think good. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Way to go. Things. I don't know. It's done. Yeah. Kind of minus the wedding that I'm never going to plan, and I will only attend. <laughs> what kind of wedding do you like? Want? Low key, man. Do not want one of those ceremonies where everyone's watching you and 200 people come and you rent a hall. Or not a hall, but like <laughs> a fancy place <laughs> with catering and cake with fondant and nobody likes fondant nobody it tastes bad and it's gummy and horrible so i i just uh i picture an elopement with the party after with the people we like there in a powder blue tuxedo with a ruffled shirt okay uh we can talk about that later i want to talk about it right now and i i don't look good in white you know so yeah. i just want like a pretty dress plus you're a slut so it doesn't everyone knows so i have to wear red with a big a, a on a. it. <laughs> well, that's nice. All right. Okay, well, that's covered then. Uh, I guess that's the end of this. Okay. Well, Segment. You, this section? Sure. Uh, do you, can I interview you? Are you comfortable being interviewed? Okay. Let me pretend like I don't know you.
So Sarah, can you tell me a little bit uh, about your uterus? What is going on <laughs> with your reproductive system? Like, we've had some trials and tribulations, I feel. Well, about a year and a bit ago, I found out I had endometriosis. That's not how we say it. How do we say it? Endometriosis! <laughs> and, uh... That I was dead inside. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that my I wouldn't be able to get pregnant. So then all of our plans got on hold until I got a surgery to remove um, what the doctor called my endometrioma. Which and, you dubbed? Uh, Clarice. I named her Clarice. Because I hated her. <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, you're too young, oh, maybe. Me. What are you dropping? Sorry, I dropped my phone. Um, so... Yeah, I got my surgery in June, and then we waited, like, I don't know, like, we started trying again, um, and I had one cycle that I was like, yeah, it's going to work, because I had my surgery, so now I'm, like, a fertile garden, and everything's fabulous, and there's, like, unicorns running around my uterus now, and, like, pretty flowers, <laughs> and there's music playing, and fairies, but it didn't actually take, I did not get pregnant. Um, which I should have known because the actual insemination was like so painless and quick and because usually they're like, where's, <laughs> where's your cervix? And they put on like a mining cap and they, you know, so it's hard. <laughs> um, I'm tall. So you have a that, long, that vagina. must be why have a long I have a long tunnel. I don't know. That's so they, they tall. need the mining cap, I guess, but yeah, it just, it's never quite run smoothly, but that time it did, and it was like, oh, because it was so smooth, it must have taken, and then it didn't, and I was like, I hate everything. That was a hard one. It I was hard. One. It was really hard. I, I mean, more on you than me, obviously, but it was like, it was almost like too good to be true. It just happened so perfectly, it went yeah. so smoothly, it was painless. This has got to be the one. This guy's a magician. I didn't even have to miss work. It happened on a Saturday, so you could come. Like, it was just so weird. But then, the second time, um, it was on a work day, so I had to leave work to go to the clinic, and you couldn't come. And uh, I guess I always had it on the weekend before, so it was always a doctor who did it, but this time it was the nurses who did it, and because uh, it was a weekday. And, like, the first nurse, so she puts in the speculum. Is this gross no, for, like, this your is, male listeners? you're talking to women. Um, she puts the first one in, and you know, you're like vulnerable laying back on the table, and your legs are up in those stirrups and whatever. Um, and she puts it in, and she starts poking around and all that, and she's like, where, where is that cervix? You know, and it's like, oh, here comes the mining cap, and, and she's just sort of like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry if this is just a little uncomfortable and I, like by this Why? point I feel like she's fisting me like she's way up in there and I'm just like Jesus and I'm in there alone looking at the that stupid picture they have of a calm blue ocean to help you get through the the time and you know like it was and I just get the silent cry the tear because you're like relax you spend so much time trying not to clench everything down there and you're like trying to, to relax but it's it hurts um so then she's like I you know I just I can't I I'm just gonna be right back I, I'm really sorry but I, I'm gonna leave you open with oh. the with the and I was like okay no problem take your time I was just sort of like ah. 
And uh, she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the, I'll be right back. I'm really sorry. Like she, I could tell she was like, Jesus, oh God, Jesus, you know? <laughs> so she comes back with another nurse who's like, hi, Sarah, how are you doing? I'm like, no small talk. <laughs> I was like feeling a little vulnerable right now, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and she's like, I know it's going to be okay. Okay, hold on. We're going to take a look. So she puts on her mining cap and uh, goes in digs around we're we're gonna need the longer speculum and then i'm like oh god (laughs) this is all i can think it's like what do you mean there's a longer one like how could that be possible there's a longer one and so they get me out of the rig that i had been left in and uh get the longer one which whoa that's it was long it you know that's a doozy yeah so that worked, and then um, she finally found my cervix. I don't know if it was hiding up in my lungs or something. It was like, scared. It hurt. Yeah, it was probably hiding and dodging the <laughs> the catheter, trying to get it. Like, what the fuck is that? What? Get out of there! And just like running around, dodging back and forth. But they finally caught her and uh, stuck the catheter in to inseminate me, and that was done. It all comes out, and uh, all I remember her saying was, like, it looks pretty red and tender in there. There's going to be bleeding. Oh, my God. Uh, but, but we did it. Okay. You, you just take care. And she, like, came up to me and held my hand, and she's like, are, are you okay? You, you're okay? You just lay here as long as you need to. And she's like, did, did you take a Tylenol? You should have a glass of wine tonight. <laughs> That's what she told me. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So I went back to work after, you know, my 20 minutes were up and it hurt to sit for the rest of the day. Like I was tender. And uh, that night I had a big glass of wine. Was it, did it make you feel any better? Well, it, it helped. Um, and then, you know, I knew that our trip to France was coming up in like, 15 days after that insemination and I knew I'd find out right before the trip and I thought well if it's negative again at least I can eat as much unpasteurized (laughs) cheese and drink as much wine as I want in France and great yeah it'll be a good negative because you're getting whisked away to another yeah at least I'd have that distraction and not be like you know and go back to work like a sad sad being that I was but um actually so when did we test? Uh, the Thursday. We were leaving for France on Saturday, so I tested Thursday morning. And, you know, I peed on the stick and everything, and I was like, Ugh. and I walked back to bed, and by the time I'd walked from the bathroom to bed, you had put on your, like, cell phone light. I my spotlight. I guess, because it's, like, 5.30 in the morning, and I lay down waiting for you to say it's wrong and I'm going to start crying and then go in the shower and get ready for work but you were like Sarah 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 and I'm like what and you just kept saying my name like a news announcer and you were like it's there's what was it like there's two lines or whatever it was or what did it say I just remember you repeating my name over and over and over again like an announcer it was funny I'm just like Sarah Sarah you're like just wait I gotta turn the light on I was like Sarah you're like no you were like timer Sarah Sarah? Sarah? (laughs) Sarah? It was just like not your voice. I was like, what the fuck is she on about? (laughs) 
So then you come sit down, and I've got my spotlight shining on this test. And it was positive. I know. Yes, I didn't even need the spotlight. It was too blatant, positive, fertile lines. And then I was looking at it sort of like, what? Never seen one before. Yeah, I was like, no, that's the, what? Huh? You know? And uh, it was true. So, <laughs> I was prego. <laughs> I am still a prego. Double high five. So, yeah. uh, what, uh, how many weeks are you now today? I am 12 weeks today. Okay, that is great, which is why you were so sick in France. Sick in France. So, just the last, like, three or four days, I just, and I thought I was sort of just coming down with the flu, or maybe I was just really tired because we had been on the go so much, and I just was tired. But... <laughs> But yeah, we flew home, whatever, on a Saturday. The Sunday we got home, I was okay. I think I made chili. You know, I felt like some home Canadian food. You know, like I felt like that. And then by Monday, I was vomiting constantly. Yeah, you were. Well, no, what? No, it was Sunday night I started, right? It was su- Sunday night. Because I was all jet lagged, funny, and I'd yeah. go to bed for a nap, and I'd sleep for like eight hours, and wake up at eight p.m., and then I'd start barfing like every half hour retching I just couldn't stop and then I'd go to bed and I called in sick the first Monday and I thought oh god everyone's gonna think I called in because of jet lag and I still thought I might have had the stomach flu that stomach flu being a tiny baby yeah it's like it didn't dawn on me that that could be morning sickness it was weird. But then the Tuesday, same thing happened. I was okay for in the morning, like decent. I had stopped throwing up. I think it was Sunday you were sick. Monday you were really sick. You had lost like eight pounds. I know, but period. like I would wake up in the morning, like Canada time, you know, morning, and it would be okay. Like I still felt funny, but I had stopped barfing. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done throwing up now. And then it would start again after I'd have a nap. Yeah, but I think it was Tuesday morning that, um, or maybe it was Monday afternoon, we called the doctor, we got you an appointment for the next day because you were due for an internal uh, wand in, in your hoo-hoo ultrasound. So I think we moved it up a day. Yeah, they might. took me in early because I couldn't keep anything down. And by that point, I think I had lost 11 pounds. Shit. Yeah. Okay. So do so, you want to talk about the doctor's visit there? Yeah. So it was hard. You got me in the car. I felt so sick. You had and a barf bowl. I had a barf bowl, but I didn't barf. And we were, I just hate being nauseous. It like, for me, it gives me the chills and the shakes. Yeah. And like everyone else at work, because I've known lots of pregnant people at work and my friends, they describe morning sickness. Like they get up, they feel kind of funny. They'll like run to the toilet and barf. And then be like, oh, that's better. And then they'll shower and go through their day. Or even one lady I work with right now, she'll get to work and she was like having a coffee and she felt, oh, I feel funny. So then she ran to the bathroom, barfed, came back and had some toast. And like for me, it was like every half hour, like retching, barfing. Like I'm like, this is, this is torture. Like this is not morning sickness. This is not what they talk about. Because um, if it was like that, I feel like, no, no problem. I could have handled that. So it's just mine was so severe, which is kind of why I thought I had the stomach flu. But um, we went to the doctor, and I didn't know. I felt like there was no end in sight, even though 
even though it had only been like three days of me feeling really awful, but it was the weight loss. And I started like looking for signs of dehydration because I didn't pee for like 12 hours and I was like pinching my hand and it was staying pinched. Your skin? Yeah, my skin was staying pinched. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to go to the hospital like to get IV. But (laughs) I think I looked at you after one cycle of vomiting and I said, I want an abortion. Because I wanted to die. I think that is the funniest thing you have ever said, ever. I was like, it's not worth it. I want it out of me. It's killing me. I want an abortion. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm really glad we didn't do. Right. I'm just kidding, sweetheart. (laughs) Pat, pat my tummy. So, just kidding. Yeah. So... So we're at the doctor now. Yeah, we're at the doctor, and uh, we tell him what's going on, and he prescribes me Diclectin, my savior. Love Diclectin. Um, what's that? That's the drug to for hyperemesis gravidarum, which is what I had to get you to stop vomiting. And uh, side effects include drowsiness. Great. Like killer drowsiness and diarrhea. I got both. Great. Yeah. And then he did um, the the ultrasound wand that he had to do, so I got poked and prodded one more time, but it didn't hurt. <laughs> and he saw the little mass of cells that had implanted itself on the side of my uterus, and there was already a heartbeat. It was like a little white flashing. Um, yeah. But while you were in the stirrups, do you remember the last time when we saw the Chinaman? And uh, we were talking about, like, can we close the windows, like, close the blinds and the windows. The other doctor, the other doc- yeah. The, the last, Not the like, Chinaman, but the other fertility doctor. Who yes. happens to be a Chinaman? Okay. Okay. All right. You don't like racism, but I do. So, remember that Asian doctor? <laughs> the which, doctor? The, yeah. The other doctor? The other doctor? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I'm really scared. Anyway, he was making jokes about the window cleaners, yada, yada, yada. And we were like, close the, close the blinds, please. And he's like, no, the hotel over there has telescopes, I'm going to lose all this money. And he made jokes about us being ridiculous. Then we went outside, realized that the windows were mirrored, so there was no reason to be upset. Yeah, you can't see in them. Except when we were in there, you got your feet in the stirrups, the doctor's standing there, I see the ropes come down <laughs> in the, the window, window cleaners. And I was like, are, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? They're actually... I'm like, are the window cleaners actually here? <laughs> and the doctor's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, really? <laughs> like my fiance's cooter is out in the air in the stirrups and the fucking blinds are open like you should really go around and shut all the fucking blinds <laughs> i just thought it was hilarious that we were making all these jokes and they did in fact come in the day yeah during the time yeah. we're doing procedures so it was cool it was cool anyway so he's got the wand in your hoo-hoo and and malcolm us. was with us because like we didn't have anyone to to take him you know that day and i was so sick so he came with us and he was on the other side by the camera and we were t- just sort of telling him Oh, I've been throwing up. The doctor's just making sure my tummy is uh, okay. And so he didn't know, he didn't see anything untoward and all that. But he saw the the TV camera and he thought that was cool and talked to the doctor. So I felt good about that. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we saw the heartbeat. So that was exciting. And he said it was a viable pregnancy. So that was nice. And I was happy that I could fill this prescription to help me feel better. And he said there was only a, the cool thing about getting an early uh, ultrasound at like six weeks is he can see if there's cardiac activity. So he said, I've seen the cardiac activity, all the proper components are there, this is a viable pregnancy, 
there's a there's only a two to three percent chance of miscarriage which for me was like <sighs> because you know the early parts of pregnancy are kind of the most volatile when it comes to miscarriage right so right. the fact that he's seen all those things and it looks good made me feel a lot better i'm sure it made you feel better too it like didn't at the time because i'm so right. sick like i felt awful I hadn't slept well, and I was you were, dehydrated. You were well. I was really not in a good spot. I hadn't peed at all. <laughs> like, I was worried. But, um, yeah, I took that first uh, dose of diclectin, and I never threw up again. No, no, you haven't, actually. I've, I've dry-retched a few times, but I haven't um, actually thrown up. So it did the trick. But it's funny. I've had to, like, wean the dose because of the drowsiness thing. Like, I think there were some points I was in the chair and, like, practically fell asleep, like, sitting up with my mouth open. That's really hot. I felt so drowsy. Like, it was weird. Like, you were encased in stone or something, the way you were moving around here. Like, it was, it's really funny because um, you, you and I switched roles. Entirely. Month, oh, yeah. Whatever it, it was before you kind of hit your stride. You were very much laying on the couch, and I was very much cleaning everything, and uh, you were just me. And I just did absolutely nothing. That's what I'm trying to say. All I could do, <laughs> all I could do was, like, wake up and move to the next chair. Exactly. Showering was hard. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I felt you, like you I was dying. just out. Like, you could just, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't put Malcolm to bed. I was basically a single mom. Couldn't bend over. Yeah, you, you were, except you had two children. <laughs> well, exactly. So I realized that uh, <clears throat> I don't like living with me. <laughs> I like living with you. I don't like being you. I don't I'm like usually quite industrious. Stuff. Yeah, you I, are. You I really clean are. things and do things. And... You know, for a fiancé, you're okay. Oh, just okay. Hands. Yeah. I don't know how you don't fucking choke me out when I'm laying Well, we did argue about stuff like that, hey? Well, you yeah. know I'd freak out on you every every month or so. I'd have, like, a attack of anger <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that. Okay. Well, so what? It's, you know. I feel like I've just started waking up in the last two weeks. I feel like it's been a little bit longer than that, but you definitely have more energy right now. So. Yeah, but, like, even I went, by the time I went back to work, it, like, I would survive on ginger ale and crackers at work and... Then I'd come home and have to lay down all night, but now I can, like, you know, be upright for a couple of hours after getting home. <laughs> and on the weekend, I actually have done things. How are you feeling now? Um, I always feel somewhat, like, barfy. You I'm, I've adjusted to it a lot, but I, I always feel kind of throwy-uppy, yeah. So is your sense of smell heightened? Yeah, every I smell everything. Things that I liked the smell of, I hate now. You were a coffee addict. I loved coffee. Two cups a day, no matter what, maybe three. And I could not choke it down. Like, I can't stand someone drinking coffee next to me. Every doctor I work with has coffee breath. And I have to back away and then they, Get you close. know, come <laughs> closer because they're like, oh, she's just moving over there to talk. And I'm like, no, just stay over there. I'm going to back up seven feet. Coffee breath. Just send me an email. Yeah, like, here's my cell phone. Text me. Yeah, I just, ugh. And all the hand soaps we had bought that I love at Bath & Body, like, I hate washing my hands at home because the soaps are so gross. Even going to the bathroom, my own pee smells bad to me. Like, and it doesn't. It's it's just pee. Like, it's right. normal pee. I'm drinking enough now. It's not like, you know, <laughs> contaminated pee. But, like, it's like I can smell 
so heightened. It's so gross. How can you stand to be anywhere near me? I don't understand. Well, it. there are times yeah, I walked no, away. I'm yeah. No, I'm not even kidding. There's times like if I can smell myself, I know I stink. But you were like wiping Malcolm's butt. Oh God, I like heave a lot when that's happening. <laughs> I haven't cooked at all. No, I'm aware of that. Yeah. I can't. I can make toast. That's good. <laughs> Opening the fridge is hard. <laughs> You're like, something has died in that fucking fridge. Or you'll come in from work or whatever, and she'll be like, with the fridge open? Yeah, yeah. Fridge? Like, our fridge is actually quite barren now because I think, like, you stopped grocery shopping for the most part because I sort of, it's like buy things for two days. But it's nice. We don't have any rotten things in the fridge We're anymore. We're spending, you know, an yeah. extreme amount of money. We've become groceries. minimalists. Yeah. No, well, none of us are really eating very much right now anyway. Yeah. So what, what are your hopes and dreams for the future? Like, do you want to do your first oh, obstetrician yeah. appointment is tomorrow? Uh, Monday. And then, and then I get another ultrasound um, because I'm so old. I'm over the hill. It was so funny. when I So I made my <laughs> obstetrician appointment. And um, as we're talking, she's like, oh, um. So this is a secretary. And she's being she's very polite and lovely. Um. Well, I see that uh, when your baby is born, we you you are are going to be um, thirty five at, at that point. I'm like, that's correct. She's like, uh, well, at that time, your age, uh, uh, they recommend getting additional uh, ultrasound pictures just to make sure everything's really good and healthy it's just on the spine um you know just just to rule out other things because you're so fucking old <laughs> you know and I was just like and then are you are, w would you be interested in those uh those tests I was like yeah no problem <laughs> so I'm getting my first <laughs> ultrasound on Wednesday because I'm so old Cool. I'm excited. I get to go. I'm really excited to go. Yeah, me too. I'm just like, oh, get to see the baby more. You know, that's all. And because I work at a hospital with children, I see a lot of genetic anomalies that are horrifying and really rare, but it's kind of all I see. I hardly ever see healthy kids that are just sick. Mm -hmm. I see uh, compromised kids already that are sick. So it's, it, you know, I know so much more than you do about what alien is growing inside of me that made me so sick. Just kidding. Well, it's, you know, I was blissful. I think the whole time I was pregnant, you, like, all these things kept happening, and you, in your brain, were like, I've seen epoxic, is that right? Hypoxic brain Hypo injury. Yeah. Yeah, that was my big concern with you and Malcolm near the end. And you were like, why are you freaking out? Why didn't I'm like, you're going to the hospital immediately, you know. But so I wish I could wipe that away for you. Like, are you, I hope I hope there comes a point where all the fun things start happening for you. Like, you know, you feel good, and I feel like I'm getting there. My my friend who had a baby recently visited me at work because she works at the hospital, and that made me so excited all of a sudden because he's only three months old, and you know, I've been so awful feeling and just trying to get through each day and each meal. For so long that I haven't thought about how excited I was to be pregnant in the first place and I just keep thinking 
uh, I don't feel like I'm living life anymore. I don't think I'm playing with Malcolm enough. I my house is like really dirty because it's hard. Like and you've you done you've done a really good no, job, okay. but we've got like a big house that, you know, and Malcolm is like the Tasmanian devil and pulls everything out all the time and it's just exhausting. We should try slapping him. I think that's really No, good. that's not recommended. No. So anyway, I st I'm starting to feel more excited. I think once you hear, good luck not crying hearing your baby's heartbeat for the first time. Good luck with that. You're going to cry like a fucking baby on Monday. When she gets I don't know. Throat. I feel very... You don't feel emotional? I f well, I am more emotional for sure, but I just feel like really... And I know I know of all these things that will go wrong, but I'm not like worrying about it either. No, I don't, I don't think, think anything's wrong. I think stress is really bad for a human, like for a body. Yeah. I stressed myself out to no ends when I was pregnant and it kind of ruined it for me, although I did have reasons to stress, you know, but. One thing I'm just kind of, like the thing I'm stressed about is our extra bedroom where the new babies will live. What are we going to do with all this stuff there? <laughs> that's like what I'm stressing about, which is like that's a ridiculous. Easy fix, you know? Yeah. That's, that's easy so that's fix. okay. I can stress about that. And I'm also stressed out about being an annoying person who only talks about being pregnant all the time because there's a couple other people at work pregnant and they, that's all they want to talk to me about. And you're, but you're yeah, we're like buddies. pregnant buddies, but normally I don't even like them. <laughs> Do you like them now? No. See, you just don't like them. I'm like, you're really obnoxious pregnant. You're even more obnoxious. And like one of them's eating a cheeseburger. She's like, oh my God, I've had the worst morning sickness. And she's like eating her burger. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> You don't know you what don't morning know. sickness is, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know. But there's people that have it way worse than I did. Yeah, you can drink and eat now. Oh, yeah. But you've wanted very specific things at very specific times. Yeah. And I make them happen. You make them happen, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I really want a Santa Fe chicken salad from Earl's, and I'm going to pick it up right now. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like okay, I just spent eighteen dollars on a salad, but it was really good. Eighteen dollars. I know they raised the price salad? again. It used to be like eleven bucks. It was eleven, and anyway, thirteen. And I could justify eleven, you know, going out for <laughs> but eighteen bucks. Like that's a steak. Come on, just because there's dates and avocado. Oh, so good. Actually, I could go for that right now. <laughs> okay, well, let's make that happen. Okay, we should wrap this up. What do you feel that Malcolm will feel when the baby comes? I think he's going to get really jealous because he's very much doted on by our, both our families. But right now, like, we didn't say how we told him. Like, a little while after the ultrasound, and I was still feeling sick, and at one point he started crying because he thought I was dying. He's kind of learned what dying is recently, and he started crying a couple days in a row. You were saying I'm dying. I, yeah, well, I'd be like, I feel like I'm dying sometimes. And, like, I was really dramatic, but I really did feel like I was dying. And then he started crying a few times, and I realized, oh, crap, you know, yeah. he's, he's figuring this out. But a few days later, I, I explained to him that there was a baby inside my tummy, and now he's all cute about it. You know, he wants to know how big it is. And I have an app that kind of says how big it is, so it's supposed to be like a key lime this week, as big as a key lime. Uh -huh. <laughs> and my uterus is as big as a melon. <laughs> so uh, he loves that. Yeah, I And he, no you know, he keeps saying he wants a baby sister. What do, you, do you have a preference in the sex? No. I know, of course, like, let's just pretend no matter what, it'll be healthy. Do you have a preference for a female or a male baby? Well, like, it'd be, if it was a boy, it'd be kind of easy for clothes. 
Yeah. I we already have that, but... Like, financially, it'd be a lot easier to just have a boy. And, like, when they're teenagers, I'd rather have a boy. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. But, yeah, I don't really care. I don't... I don't want any genetic anomalies. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I, That's what I, I don't want. I'm just, I want I, them to be term. Yes. I don't I want think. a prem. Yeah, preemies are fucking weird. With anyway. poor eyesight and lungs. I, yeah. Okay, so hold it in. Hold it in. Yeah. Keep it healthy. Okay, so uh, I guess that's about it for now. Thanks for finally sitting down with me. I'm glad you're feeling better. You're looking great. You're glowing. Uh... Do you have anything nice you'd like my to say new to exfoliant. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm just kidding. Well, uh, what else? Okay, anybody who's listening to this right now, please don't say anything on my Facebook page. If you want to instant message me or Facebook message me, feel free to do so. But don't don't uh, ruin the surprise for whoever else. Don't are post we, anything. Are publicly. we going to like Facebook this? Well, I do post the show. No, on I mean Facebook. not this, but the pregnancy. What do you mean? On your real life Facebook page? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You Feels want weird. Be like, hi everyone, I'm pregnant. Like, yeah, dear everyone, I don't care about real life. I never post anything because I'm more of a creeper on Facebook, but here's all about me. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's just like asking people you used to know in high school to like something. Yeah, yeah, and then I look how many likes I got. I'm up to 43. <laughs> well, this will get this will get you triple digits for sure. Triple digits. Triple digits. I don't think I have that many friends on Facebook. Really? Triple? I don't even know who I'm friends with. No, I don't know. Okay, maybe triple. Okay. Okay, well, thanks for saying Well, we're boring the the team now. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, so if you need me, changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. Do you have an email you'd like to give them? No, I don't have. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. Do I? No, like, we'll get it through yours. Yeah, okay. So if you'd, you know, like to pass anything along, you could do that there. Um, I do have segments from various people. That I need to get out, but I felt like this needed to happen before I could proceed in any way. Well, it is your show. Right. <laughs> you can make those kinds of calls I when can, necessary. I just feel bad people go out of their way to no, totally. Stuff and you know, here I am sitting on my. This list. could be like a bonus show. No, this is gonna. I think this is the biggest show, like on most definitely on this show. I think you're right, fiance. No, you're totally right. You're so I great. love you. I love you more. No. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've, before we go, I've, I've picked out a few songs that I feel like we could dedicate from your egg to that sperm. Okay. Like, if you're, like, 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 if your egg had, like, an enchanting, like, it was a siren, you know, In my unicorn valley garden that... You're lush, fertile. Maybe my egg was the unicorn. Eh? Maybe. Calling Calling the sperm. Calling the sperm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've picked out a few songs, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dick around with that later because not right now. Okay. Because I have to go to. I've hurt my knee, so I've got to go. <laughs> You're such a cripple. What? I don't know. Every, you know what? <laughs> I so enjoyed not being in pain, and then I jammed up my knee somehow, probably because I'm fucking fat, and uh, I gotta <laughs> go not. get that looked at now. No, I'm I'm big bone. Okay. So anything else you want to say? I'm really happy right now. I'm really. I'm so, so happy. happy too, and I just love you so much, fiance. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, you look so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We don't do that. <laughs> you want to get married someday?
Look up to a clear blue sky with no 